So I have a bit of a musical background. I don't know if you knew that. No, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I had a quick foray into uh, into music, live performance. Uh, you know, I like to feed off of people. I was, uh, I think, in the fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. It's uh, whatever age it is when you start uh, you start looking at girls and you start going like, maybe I would like some cooties. You know what I mean? So I was doing a lot of stuff to like at that age, you do a lot of stuff to get attention from girls. <clears throat> and at the time, I lived with my mom. Uh, my mother is a lesbian. Way before it was hip to be a lesbian. So back then, I used to listen in the nineties. In the nineties, well, baby. Oh yeah. So how you were what nine? This 10 was like years late old? late nineties, early two thousands. Okay, we're talking. Well, actually, it would have been late nineties because I was I was pretty young. So it was a lot of like Alanis Morissette, Shania Twain on the radio. That's like the shit I grew up with. The real fucking music. So I loved Shania Twain because I always uh, I'm like a I'm a minor league ball player who occasionally makes it to the majors, but he constantly... You get a call up when someone gets an injury? Yeah, but he constantly gets kicked out because I constantly, I, I would say I bat out of my league, but I mostly try to bat out of my league. And it all started when I was young because my first crushes were like Shania Twain. And I loved her song, uh, was it Damn, It Feels Good to Be a Woman? What is it? Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Man, I Feel Like a Woman. I used to sing it because no apologies. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, we had a karaoke uh, like talent show coming up, and I was like, "I'm playing, man, <laughs> man. I feel like a woman just to like get attention." And then people started telling me like other dudes were like, "Don't do that. That's like you know this was back in the day when they're like that's gay or whatever." And when people tell me not to do something, then I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like this this was about like making girls laugh. This just became about fuck you. So anyway, I think the it was a total disaster. I think like a couple people were supposed to do it with me, and they chickened out and. No girls, no girls were impressed by it. But it didn't matter because, like I said, I didn't want any of those bitches. I wanted Shania, bro. Did you get any laughs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the problem was they weren't laughing with me because <laughs> I wasn't laughing. <laughs> so you were singing up on stage. How many people yeah. were there? I don't know because it was in the gymnasium. It's like, I don't know. Was it just all Probably like students? 50 kids, yeah, and like chaperones and stuff, yeah. You chose that song to impress girls? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. But really, it was just me going, I don't want any of you bitches. I want Shania. So this, this was like proto-trolling by Zach Lehman. Yeah. You thought, this yeah. would be funny if I did this. Yeah, yep. I like the song. And I knew it pissed people off to hear me sing it. So how did the performance go? Were you nervous beforehand? I had no, no idea. No, no, no. You I wasn't did. nervous. No, I convinced like two other people to do it with me because I was like, it'll be funny. And we were all doing it. And then they like jumped off stage in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, fuck. You know, and I got to go through the whole song. So it just becomes awkward. And, like people were laughing. Like I made a joke out of it. And then like someone else came up and sang it with me. And that was it. It wasn't, it wasn't as eventful as I wanted it to be. So the other dudes, it was two other dudes that you yeah, were with? Yeah. And they jumped off because people started laughing and they got intimidated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, they didn't, they didn't understand how to troll. They didn't understand how to feed off the energy. There's no more. Broadcasting straight from Big Rock Candy Mountain. I'm Zachary Lehman. I am Taylor Berryman. 
How can people find you, Taylor? You can find me streaming on all major platforms with my podcast, The Poptimist with Taylor Berryman. This week I have Lauren Gomance. She's a therapist, and we are discussing love addiction. You can find me on Twitter at Writing Lehman and Facebook and Instagram, uh, just Zachary Lehman. Uh, let me ask you a question. A lot, of, uh, a lot of superhero movies have come out last year. They're going to come out this year. It's like the, the biggest trend. Who's your favorite superhero? Just out of curiosity. Spider-Man. You know who mine is? Chris Gaines. That's my favorite superhero of all time. He's Captain America's got nothing on him. Batman's got nothing on him. Chris Gaines, uh, fiction or not, is, he's a classic American hero. We're talking about Chris Gaines and uh, his only album to ever be released. Greatest Hits. Greatest Hits, yeah. What was the, the album was actually called, released in 99? That, that's what it was. It was a Greatest Hits album. But it was also, wasn't it called uh, Garth Brooks in the Life of Chris Gaines? Yeah, yeah, that was like the subtitle. Yes, so we're also talking about Garth Brooks here because Chris Gaines is the alter ego slash pseudonym of Garth Brooks, his, mo- his other personality. Uh, so he, yeah, confused everybody in 1999. Biggest country fucking music star back biggest then. Biggest star of the 90s, dude. Yeah. Garth I mean, Brooks, hands down, biggest star of the 90s. His album before this, I think I read, sold like 10 million copies at the time. And this was when people were buying fucking CDs. Yes. And this, I mean, he was huge when we were young, too, because we were talking about it. Everybody had, I think it was when he retired for the first time, everybody had that giant box set of all his shit and it was like exclusively at walmart like just the perfect place for garth brooks not yeah. chris Gaines, though well you remember when we were kids when you would go into walmart or target or any of those places there would be displays right yeah. at the front of the store yeah and they would have displays in the back of the store in the electronics with all the cds oh, yeah. he was every, he was just he was bigger than life yeah yeah and garth was everywhere and then when he was at the top of his powers he he created uh chris Gaines, but before we get into that, we yeah, let's talk more about Garth Brooks. I mean, I'll tell you, he's so big. My parents divorced when I was four years old. There's probably only two things in the world they agree on. They both love Garth Brooks, and they both like fucking women. That's it. They agree on nothing else. So let's talk about Garth Brooks. So Garth Brooks, I have a lot of memories of Garth. Um, just uh, he has. Did he touch you when you were a kid? No. Okay. Uh, Chris Gaines did though. <laughs> um, How dare you slander him? <laughs> But I, all of his hits, dude, of course, like the Thunder Rolls, Friends in Low Places, it goes shameless. It goes on Friends and in on. Friends in Low Places is amazing. And on with Garth Brooks. Yeah. It's just hit after hit after hit. He was a superstar selling out stadiums back in the 90s. He's like the, I, I, I think I compare him to like Tom Cruise. Like that's how big he is. Yeah. Just other levels. He was the country Michael Jackson. That's he, the way yeah, I see He's him. a walking corporation. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Garth, he, he got his start uh, here in Nashville, and he had moved to Nashville, I think, in 1987. He's from Oklahoma, right? He's from Oklahoma, small town in Oklahoma. And he, uh, he got his start out here, like, singing on demos, all that, eventually got a record contract. It's the, like the Nashville story. But Garth was so big that he created this character of Chris Gaines. He created a human being. Yeah. He played God. That's what he did. Because Chris Gaines is not just, this isn't like uh, a stage name. This isn't uh, Donald Glover playing as Childish Gambino. 
This is Garth Brooks saying, I've created a human being. He has his own backstory. Born in uh, Brisbane, Australia. Yep. In, I think, 1967, something like that. Like, these details... Moved over when he was five to America. These details were thought up by Garth Brooks. Supposedly, because a movie was being made. The I lamp. say supposedly, because I don't think there ever was a fucking movie. Why don't you think there was I a movie? I think the movie was a fucking lie. So the whole story is Garth Brooks claims... Well, I invented Chris Gaines, who, by the way, is the opposite of Garth Brooks, because as you said, Garth Brooks is a giant country star. He is, he's a good old boy. He's got a big old beer belly. He likes to grow his goatee, wear his cowboy hat, slap his wife on a butt. You know what I mean? Like, he's a good old boy. Yeah. Uh, he's like the perfect, just like uh, Tom Cruise is sort of like the perfect action hero. I mean, that's Garth Brooks. He's the perfect country star. But Chris Gaines is the opposite. He's got... You know, the black He's got bangs, bangs in his a eyes, soul patch. eyeliner, soul patch. He's real mysterious, man. He's real dramatic. Well, man. his look was definitely influenced by Trent Reznor, Kurt Cobain, like 90s. Chris Cornell, yeah. 90s rockers. Yeah, so supposedly this was for a movie called The Lamb. He claimed he created this character, Chris Gaines, for this movie, and the movie was going to be about this character dies at the beginning, and he's this worldwide musical phenomenon. And then the, in the film, one of his fans, this female fan, she suspects this may have been murder, so she starts investigating his death. And then his story, this tragic, epic story, like an epic story that it reaches Shakespearean heights. It challenges the Iliad and the Odyssey in the, the bounds it makes. It is insane. Like, it, it, it's a, he, he creates an entire world. So Chris Gaines. So it was all for this movie, and he released an album, the album we, we just said in uh, 1999. Not as big selling as his other albums. I think I read it. It sold 2 million copies. Yes, but, but it was a big pop hit. It was number two on the Billboard charts. Right, uh, and number one was Creed's Human Clay. So it was a fucking great time for music, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, so it still reached number two, sold two million copies, plus his song, uh, Lost in You, became great huge. fucking song. I think so many people, so many people remember that song. And now I, I don't know if people really remember the Chris Gaines-Garth Brooks connection, because, like, I asked my parents, for instance, my dad barely remembered the song. He did not know Chris Gaines was Garth Brooks. My mom did remember, and she was like, yeah, I thought it was weird at the time, but she still has the CD. She fucking loves it. So I don't know. I think people kind of have forgotten about this amazing, this literally like Garth Brooks, he, he was like creating a Frankenstein's monster. I mean, he said, I'm going to create a human being, and I'm so powerful, he will exist in the consciousness, and he'll just become a separate entity from me. I think part of it, too, was this was his passion project, and what he wanted to do, and no amount of label meddling could talk him out of it. And he was at the height of his power. He was at the height of his power. The powers. biggest he could ever be. No one could say no to Garth Brooks. Well, Garth Brooks, as a performer himself, like his shows are, like his live music shows are famous because they have like rock energy to them. Like he grew up like yeah. loving Kiss and shit like that. So let me throw you a theory about uh, Chris Gaines. Because first, uh, wait, can we just say what we think of before we get into you know, more details about Chris Gaines. What do we think of Chris Gaines' music? The music is good. It's fucking amazing. Lost in You is a flawless song. Yeah. I love it. I would honestly say it's a top five 90s song for me. It's amazing. It's one of those songs you're like, 
fuck, I forgot this song. And then you just want to listen to it over and over again. Well, it's, it's gotten buried from public consciousness, I think, for a long time. Because, say, it's not, an, it's not anywhere on streaming, right? No. The it, CDs, you can't even buy it. It's only secondhand you can get it. Yes. Now. So Garth Brooks, he uh, had a huge deal with Walmart for a while where his shit was sold exclusively there. Woo! Walmart. And then Amazon Music is where all of his music is now that you can stream. Hells yeah. That's where I stream it. Yeah. Hells yeah. So um, They're probably going to get the Chris Gaines shit. Probably the, so. Because he, he's announced that this music is coming and some unreleased stuff is going to be released on more platforms. Yep. He's going to um, release release it as a vinyl album, which is going to, I bet. Hells is, yes. It's going to be a number one seller, dude. <laughs> oh top of the charts. <laughs> That's amazing. But so Garth Brooks, tell me, you have some quotes about him, right? Yeah, so Garth Brooks is a very divisive person. In, even though he's the biggest, inarguably the biggest country star. Yeah, I would say, honestly, he uh, he is in the stratosphere of all of the other legends, but in a different way. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say artistically he's the same as them. If he kept going with Chris Gaines, I, like, the Chris Gaines thing, I honestly really fucking respected a lot. And the fact that he was willing to take this big of a chance... And be psycho so publicly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some quotes about him. One is from Waylon Jennings. Um, on, is this qu- the quote that uh, people don't know if he actually said or not? It's kind of legend whether he said this. I don't know. Okay, tell me the quote. The most insincere person I've ever seen. He thinks he is going to last forever. He's wrong. That was Waylon Jennings. Damn. Well, I was. Get- can I say one real quick? Yeah. Uh, I was listening to... Your mom's house. Is it uh, William Walker Jr.? Wheeler? Uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. Wheeler Walker Jr. He said uh, Waylon Jennings Jr. He may have been joking. He said Waylon may or may not have said this. He was. He may have been joking that it was legend. He said uh, Garth Brooks did to country what uh, panties did to finger fucking. Very poetic. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, a quote actually from Wheeler Walker Jr. about Garth Brooks. Garth came along, and he was the Florida Georgia line at the time because he was playing that real pop shit. So Garth Brooks at the time, like, there was people who were actually real country stars, like Alan Jackson, or I would say uh, even our boy. What's his name? Dwight. Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam. Yep. Uh, They they feel more authentically country than he does. Exactly, because... Garth Brooks' music, it is pop music. It just has twangy guitars in it. And yep. a lot of the stars that are huge today in Nashville in country music are basically trying to do what Garth Brooks did, was he used that, those 90s production techniques to make his music sound like modern pop music, which is what Florida Georgia Line do. They mix in that, that kind of the sing-rap thing, um, and they're basically just singing about guitars and cars and drinking beer my theory is garth brooks is uh i think he i think chris gaines is actually who garth thinks he is and who he wanted to be and who he dreamed of being i agree one million percent and i'm saying we watched uh, an old um vh1 documentary that they released behind the music it's an hour about chris gaines it's an hour long and seriously look it up because it is one of the it's most gold. it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. It's up there with like Werner Herzog movies. It's incredible. But I think my theory is this. Uh, and then we'll get into Chris Gaines. My theory is Garth Brooks sold out at a certain point 
to become this country phenomenon because he put, and I'm going very deep, so this is all just me just bullshitting around, but I think he chose, like, this is how I become a worldwide phenomenon because the way he was going to go was going to be the Chris Gaines way, and a Chris Gaines doesn't become the worldwide phenomenon that Garth Brooks does. He becomes a more niche artist because that's what happened when Chris Gaines existed in the real world. He sold two million copies, which isn't big enough for Garth, so I think Garth Garth chose success over authenticity, and now he's split into two human beings. And Chris Gaines has become like this other thing just attached to him that's like the man he wishes he was. I agree. Well, we watched the whole behind the music thing, and in it there was a lot of talk about battling with record labels and trying to get him to sell out. That felt like the most authentic stuff in it. Well, because Garth – which we also need to talk about how fucking weird Garth Brooks is. He's amazingly fascinating and incredibly weird, and I love everything about him. Uh, but he was one of the guys who he owns his shit. Yeah. Uh, for a while, he uh, there was a time where he didn't even have his shit on streaming. He was streaming it on his own fucking service. Like, this guy's insane. Um, but, yeah, the Chris Gaines thing is really, like, the one thing that didn't work for him. But he's still proud of it, and I love that he sticks by it. Oh, yeah. I love that he's like, fuck you. And, bro, the the the, the story of Chris Gaines in that, that documentary was better than every single Marvel movie I've ever seen. Every single DC movie I've ever seen. It was incredible. His life, which Garth Brooks came up with all of this, which is... I feel like, yeah, this was something that came from his mind. Every detail, he approved or he denied. And we should say, yeah, that movie we mentioned, The Lamb, it never got made. Never got made. Never got made. Because it was seen as a a flop selling 2 million copies. And his his explanation was, well, I wanted to put the album out first to get interest in the movie. Bullshit, dude. There was no movie. He just wanted to be Chris Gaines. Well, let me ask you this. Thinking of it in entertainment business, um, was he trying to... garner like the record in order to get that movie made i don't think he gave a fuck about the movie i think the movie was probably a play on his part to get more control over the album because then he could go weirder because then he could be like well i'm playing a character for this movie this supposed movie i just know he's and again he's at the height of his power so no one's gonna be like oh cool can we see the script no because I'm Garth Brooks. Like, yeah. either you want to be involved or I go across the fucking street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was a negotiating tactic. Oh, absolutely. Because he's crazy enough to do that. And Because he's been – it's like I think, uh, you know, Tom Segura was saying he's been successful so long. He's just so – out. Of, this is all he knows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like a brilliant businessman like Tom Cruise. But Tom Cruise – I heard – I think Tom Segura told this joke. He goes, he's so out of touch. <laughs> if you asked him, like – how much does a bottle of whiskey cost? He'd probably go, I don't know, $10,000. Like, that's how yeah. that's how out of touch he is. Yeah. And that's what I love about the Chris Gaines thing is it is David Caruso level, Steven Seagal level, out of touchness where you've gone so far in the realm of fantasy, you've created your own fascinating parallel universe that we can watch in Marvel. And you've become this alien creature. It's... It's the type of insanity that's – it's just pure brilliance when it gets translated into art. But, yeah, that's, that's my, my theory is that he, this is the guy he wanted to be. And Chris Gaines, this is why he's so inflated in this movie because he never got to be this guy. So this guy is – I mean he's the, the greatest American per- – he – born in Brisbane, Australia – 
Moves over when he's five. Moves over when he's five by when he's in high school, basically. Oh, yeah, because he drops out of high school. He drops out of high school because he becomes friends with this guy, Tommy. He starts this band called Crush. Instant success. Huge, massive success. Worldwide phenomenon. Chris Gaines at 17. Got discovered in a club on Sunset Boulevard. Tragically. Tragically. Tommy dies at the age of 19. Because he was a pilot. Sending Chris Gaines into a manic depressive state because Chris Gaines was almost on that plane. He avoided death at 19 years Chris old. Chris Gaines told Tommy not to fly at night. Yep. Too risky, too dangerous. You won't be able to see the Tommy mountains. didn't listen. But to this day, Chris Gaines wears a ring that belonged to Tommy and was given to him by Tommy's mother. Well, we should also say that all of this... <laughs> with Chris Gaines, like we're getting this info from that behind the yes. music documentary so this because is real. Garth Brooks was in character for this behind yes. the music documentary being interviewed about his life as Chris Gaines. Yeah. This is Chris Gaines talking about how awesome Chris Gaines is. And then you'll have a narrator come in and be like, Chris Gaines, he liked fast cars and faster women. And then it'll be like Billy Joel out of nowhere. Like, yeah, Chris was just such a, like a tortured guy. It'll be ex-girlfriends like, oh. There was three or four ex-girlfriends. Talking about an ex-boyfriend the way no ex-girlfriends would ever publicly talk about an ex-boyfriend. Especially someone who was massively successful. But Chris Gaines is just such a tortured soul. He wins everyone over. So, yeah, after he goes into this, and again, this is all being told to us as if, like, we're learning this myth that is Chris Gaines. Well, now he's at this standstill in his career because the band is over. Right. And he doesn't know what to do. And he's looking in the mirror going, who is Chris Gaines? And then Chris Gaines goes solo. And what do you know? He becomes a worldwide phenomenon. Well, he has the same manager. Yes. His manager is the one who signed him, all that shit. Um and his manager, they, uh, it is later on revealed that they have, like, an intimate relationship. Yeah, and she betrayed him. She betrayed him. It was a breakup. How dare she? And Chris filed a lawsuit going against her, trying to get all of his rights back. Um, he ended up dropping the lawsuit and paying out of court to no longer yeah. be a part of her contract. Well, I think that came a little bit later. Because remember, he had a lot of albums that sold, but then he... Uh, well, he was a sex addict. Yep, he was also uh, a sex addict. Went to, he went to rehab for that, <laughs> got clean, put out an album about that, and then... Uh, Forticopia. Yep. His father died right before the release oh, yes. of that. His father died. Uh, his of father, cancer. His father, whose respect he never earned. <laughs> yeah. His father wanted him to go back to school and become a professional swimmer. Because yes. his father was a professional swim coach. <laughs> And his mother was a professional, you, like, Olympic swimmer. Garth Brooks is one of the most brilliant writers to ever exist. You cannot, you, you could put Stephen King, James Patterson, Chuck, you could put, put the biggest selling writers in a room. They could never come up with something like Chris Gaines. So his father dies of cancer. Yeah. And so, then Chris is struggling again. He's struggling again. <laughs> Um, he's, he's going off the rails with, with yeah. partying and women and the sex and all of that. And then, yeah, tragedy strikes again, tragedy <laughs> strikes again. It follows Chris yeah, Gaines. He has a sports car that he drives <laughs> off a cliff down because, a 200 wait, foot ravine. Because the reason he's driving so fast is because he's been working at the studio 
for so long because he's so dedicated to his music. So he's driving home all the way to Malibu. Falls asleep. Crashes his car. And they, they start talking about him. They say, uh, somehow, Chris had the strength to dial 911. And then we, From his cell phone. And then we go to the, we go to the first responding officer. The cop, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's like, I don't know uh, many people that could have survived that crash. Except Chris Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. And while this sounds like... Um, it sounds like a, a parody, like some kind of Mo- Monty Python skit. It's played it 100% is, no. straight. Yeah. There is no tongue-in-cheek, nothing. This is, no, this is Chris Gaines. I'm introducing you to who the fuck Chris Gaines is. Oh, and then remember, uh, this was also around the time uh, before that, oh, no, this was after the car crash. Wildfires strike Malibu. Chris Gaines <laughs> finds himself on the front lines <laughs> Fighting the fire. To protect his home. Yeah. His home right gets burned next to, to the firefighters. Ground. Chris Gaines. Now, despite Chris Gaines' best efforts, he loses everything. His home. I think he's like, what, 25 at this yeah, point? Yeah, he's 25. <laughs> so, uh, the most dramatic life ever led. Can we agree? Oh, yeah. My God. He's more tragic than the Kennedys, dude. Oh, and then remember, also, he fell in love. But he couldn't stay faithful to her because he was a sex oh, addict. Oh, this is also uh, this was a strange part. Chris Gaines is like Tom Cruise level straight. He's the straightest man. He may challenge Tom Cruise for straightest man alive because it's said many times: two, three, four, five. More than I can count on one yeah, hand. Two's not enough for Chris Gaines. He needs them all, all of them, and he can get any woman. He just points at her, little finger gun, boom, in my bed. He's the straightest man alive. Him and Tom Cruise. They got to battle it out. Which is privately. suspicious <laughs> anytime a guy has to advertise how much he yeah. gets laid like that and like and, how much he likes pussy. And amazingly, his wife is so forgiving. You know, she says, uh, you know, it felt like I wasn't enough, but it really wasn't about that. Chris was just sick. She sounds like an abused girlfriend. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But anyway, so he gets help for this. And uh, what? Ha- oh, then he puts out another album. But remember, he has the the car crash is so bad he has to have reconstructive surgery. So this on his is face. where the the story comes in when Garth Brooks kind of takes over and becomes Chris Gaines. Yeah, because what it was supposed to be in the movie is there was going to be all these flashbacks while the murder was getting solved about Chris Gaines's life, his horrible and tragic life. Oh, and then the reconstructive surgery would make him into Garth Brooks. Exactly, oh, and then Jesus Garth Brooks Christ. was supposed to come in at a certain point, and it's Holy post twenty five. It's all Garth Brooks's Chris Gaines. This is how the fuck. What producer? If I had the money, if I was a Hollywood producer, if I was running a studio, I would put my career on the line for this movie. Even if it flopped completely, I would go, this is my make it or break it movie. I'm putting it all in. Well, how would you pitch the movie? You go in there. I mean, first, I would have, I'd have a whole slideshow, right? First would be an image of the Avengers. Second would be an image of Justice League. Third, Chris motherfucking Gaines. Prepare to have your own universe, ladies and gentlemen. The Chris Gaines universe. If this movie were actually 
made back oh, in the 90s. Keanu Reeves is Chris, uh, Chris Gaines. That's my That's, that's my your choice. pitch? That's my choice, yes. Okay. Who would direct? David Fincher. That would be a good choice. Can and, I throw out another choice? And Aaron Sorkin writing. Go ahead. Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, yeah. He would fit the level of weirdness. If he was into it, it would all depend on if he's into it. But you know what? I bet PTA is into the Chris Gaines thing. Because yeah. we were talking about this recently. He likes Terminator 2. He likes shit that's garbage like we like, you know? Yeah. But this is beautiful garbage. Yeah, this is beautiful, dude. It's amazing. Chris Gaines. Well, has there been anything ever else like no. this in history? Because that's the thing. Like, like, look, among writers, like, pseudonyms are really common. Like, uh, Stephen King was Richard Bachman for a long time. People didn't know who that was. But, and then, of course, like, there's people with stage names. You know, there's that Five for Fighting guy. There's, you know, Childish Gambino. But nobody has come up with literally another human being. Chris Gaines is a separate human being with his own history, his own friends, his own career tra- trajectory. His own addictions. Yes. He has problems. He's not even a perfect creation. He's made imperfect, just like his creator, just Garth like, Brooks. Just like Christ, dude. <laughs> Christ was That's, made in the image of God. And we should say, Garth Brooks, uh, I really had no opinion of Garth Brooks before. Like, I love some of his songs. Of course, I grew up with him. But after hearing some people talk about him and seeing some of his videos, he has become my new David Caruso. I love Garth Brooks. He is so fascinatingly out of touch. He is a like something Norm MacDonald would come up with. He's incredible. Because he plays, again, Norm MacDonald was a genius because he, all, he rode the joke into the sunset. And that's, Garth Brooks does it without even knowing he's yeah, doing it. Yeah, He doesn't exactly. even know he's telling a joke. No. He has no fucking clue. And that's part of what's funny. And then he takes it a step further and he's like, I'm going to create another person. And it's like an even better version of me. In his head, that's what he's thinking. Yeah, well, going back to Garth Brooks being Chris Gaines, I feel like there was things that Garth was trying to tell people about himself that he felt like he couldn't share. Hey, again, I think this is who he was. Yeah. I think this is who he is. I think he wanted to be a rock star versus being a country star. Yep. And I think he chose the country route because it just made him a bigger success. Yeah. And he's one of those guys like Tom Cruise who's just obsessed with being like the number not one. even a human being, yeah. but just an entire corporation unto yourself. But uh, so the Chris Gaines music. Oh, so we should say. So basically his story is... You know, he he doesn't want to show his face, man, because he looks so different. I love After the surgery. Everything is so fucking dramatic. Everything is just like, it feels like a 13-year-old came up with this. Who list, Actually, this feels like something when I was 13. I would come up with if I was smoking a lot of weed and listening to a lot of Creed. Because I would be like, yeah, man, that's like super dramatic, man. So anyway, he doesn't want to show his face because, oh, his wife stays with him, by the way, forgives him, blah, blah, blah. They're ha- they live happily ever after. And he doesn't want to show his face, but eventually he gets over that too because he's Chris Gaines. And he releases uh, his first political song, remember? And that's when he starts showing his right face now. again. Right now, which borrows from, uh, let me look at the song real quick. It's, I think it's a 60s song. Yeah. It's a 60s hippie song. I think it's by the... Um, the Young Bloods or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> so he releases that right now. We listened to that song and Lost in You because you can find those right now both on YouTube. Yep. 
Lost in You, I think, is kind of always there. The other one's probably going to get pulled soon because Garth don't fuck around. Garth's like, this gets released when I say it gets released. Well, does he become Chris Gaines in those moments? Absolutely. What? Let me ask you this. Okay, when uh, when Garth goes into negotiations, oh, I th- oh yes, oh, does my he God. become Chris Gaines? Yeah, I just got. Does court. he become a different person? I think when he went in to pitch Chris Gaines, he went in as Chris Gaines. I think you're right, dude. And confused the fuck out of them. But there was probably just one person in that board meeting who was like, "I'm gonna become a fucking legend because of this." We should say too. This is a weird detail. Garth Brooks isn't listed as a writer on any of these songs, and neither is Chris Gaines. No. So the Nashville thing is that he probably handpicked all these songs from songwriters he knew here in town because all these songs, um, they have a different feel from what he normally does because yeah. of the rock thing. Yeah. Because, like, uh, Lost in You, which is uh, an oh, amazing such a great song. fucking song. It's good. It stands oh. on its own two feet. Like, if anybody else would have released it, it would have been a hit. I think a lot of people, when they hear that song, are going to remember it because it was a huge hit. And they are not going to remember the, the Garth Brooks, uh, Chris Gaines thing. Which, by the way, I should say, I forgot to mention earlier, when you first told me this, I didn't know that Chris Gaines was Garth Brooks. I didn't know Chris Gaines by name, but I knew that song. Um, cause it was just so big when we were young yeah. and I didn't know that it was Garth Brooks and now, oh my God, I fucking, I love them both. Well, Garth, he, he does have an amazing voice and you can hear tonally how like on lost in you, for instance, you can hear it's Garth, but it doesn't sound like him. Like, I feel like Garth puts on the country accent to do Garth Brooks. That's another, I feel like Garth Brooks is his character. What dude. the fuck, dude? So, yes, who's this is the chicken and the egg thing. Who's real? Chris Gaines or Garth Brooks? I think he's probably asking himself the same Do question. Do you think he, this is the inner demon he has? Is just Bro, like, who I am bet. I? He looks in the mirror. It's just cracked, and there's two, there's two faces on either side of the crack. I bet he sometimes, dude, when he's feeling frisky, he puts on some eyeliner and a wig. I'm cheating on Trisha tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's he's not cheating, dude. Because he's Chris, Chris Gaines. He's a different person. And Chris Gaines is a sex addict, dude. Bitch, he can't you control did, you himself. You marry Chris Gaines. You married Garth Brooks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's other fucking level. And again, Chris Gaines, real or not, is the most amazing human being I've ever heard of. The things he was able to overcome, just it, like I think you said while we were watching it, if another musician had one of these crises in their lives, they would already be legendary. He has everything rolled into one. Well, it's like every great rock story combined. Yeah. There's the car accident that happened to Vince Neil. There's the, the plane crash that killed his best friend. That actually, it well, happened to Buddy Holly, but Waylon, a lot of plane crashes. Waylon Jennings was Buddy Holly's bass player, and he was supposed to be on that plane, but they did, like, rock, paper, scissors or something like that, and Waylon ended up having to take the bus that night. Interesting. Interesting. So he cherry-picked all of these real-life things that happened and put them into the Chris Gaines story. Because Chris Gaines goes through all of it, bro. I mean, Chris Gaines can overcome more than anyone else. What's interesting, too, is that his addiction was sex addiction. Because not, especially back then, not a very common thing to be talked about. No, that's true. So you're saying Chris Gaines was ahead of the game. He was. He was talking about mental illness when no one else was. I mean, he's a goddamn superhero, bro. If Chris Gaines, look, actually, you know what? I'm going to make a plea to Garth Brooks. 
I don't think you are Garth Brooks. I think that Chris Gaines is the real Garth Brooks and let him out because this world needs Chris Gaines. If Chris Gaines existed in the world today, we wouldn't have these disagreements that we have. You know, it's like he says in the documentary, which we need right now, and no one's here to say, he says, love is the answer, man. Love is the answer. Well, he also talks in this, uh, this sexy Everything is very profound. Yeah. It's like very early Keanu 90s. Like very point break, you know, like, really? Me? Yeah. It was so interesting. Also, no Australian accent. No. Coming no. from Australia. Yeah, you were talking about the twang, so that's the other thing. Is the twang real or is I, the twang fake? I, Chris Gaines sounded pretty authentic. Yeah. I don't think. Garth doesn't always sound authentic. In I those think Instagram he can turn videos. the twang on and off. Ooh, that's so dark. I will say, I've been to Oklahoma. I've met a lot of people from Oklahoma, and not all of them have accents, or at least a noticeable one. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's just bizarre, dude. This whole thing is fucking bizarre because there's brilliant. nothing else like it. I mean, the. I don't know. I want to say the thing that just came to my head was Joaquin Phoenix with uh, I'm Still Here, but it's not the same because he did come out and say, like, no, that was a total experiment. Like, Garth Brooks is straight up like Chris Gaines is Chris Gaines, and Garth Brooks is Garth Brooks. If I ever had the opportunity to interview Garth Brooks, I, I don't want to talk to Garth Brooks. I, I want to talk, talk to him Chris. about anything else but Chris Gaines. I would. Uh, that's the thing. I wouldn't even want to talk to him about Chris Gaines. I want to talk to Chris. I don't want to talk to Garth. You put him under some hypnotherapy to bring Wait, him back out. But he, he's think, traumatized. He's still in him. But do you think maybe Garth would be super into that if I was like, I don't want to talk to Garth. I want to talk to Chris. He, he would, would resist a little at first. No, he'd probably get a chubby right then and there, bro. He'd be like, I'll be right back. He'd come out with eyeliner, fucking hair in his face. I have a pitch for you right now. Who should direct the Chris Gaines movie? David Lynch. Yeah, David Lynch probably understands. But you know what? I think David Lynch's opinion would be he'd watch that documentary and he'd say they already made a masterpiece about about uh, Chris, Gaines. Chris Gaines. There's yeah. nothing I can do with this. Because that was a masterpiece. That was one of the, the greatest... Doc- that was one of the greatest musical documentaries I've ever seen. If I was in charge, I would have turned this movie into a, a neo-noir film. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I think, like, Ke- I'm telling you, Keanu Reeves, fucking David Fincher. You know who should write it, actually, is uh, Andrew Kevin Walker, who did Seven. Oh, shit. Because that would have been uh, right around the time. They could have done it. They could have all done it in 99. Because that's when uh, they were doing Fight Club and uh, Keanu was doing Matrix. Now that you're saying that, okay, let me pitch this at you. Uh, Yes, Vincent Gallo will be starring in this movie. He should be the murderer, dude. Or, you know who Vincent Gallo should be? He should be like fucking a a figment of Chris's imagination, telling him what to do. Yeah. Telling him to fight and negotiate and yeah. shit. Yeah. Like a weird, like, best friend that no one else sees. No one. He's never around. He's like Bruce Willis in uh, M- that M. Night Shyamalan movie. Right. Or uh, this is what I'm thinking, too. He's like a member Mr. Brooks. Yes. Kevin Costner had William Hurt. And that was yes, like his. Exactly. That was his inner addict who was like, yeah, kill people. That's Vincent Gallo will be his addict, his, his fucking monkey on his fucking back. He's like, go fuck. Oh not, my god, not three girls, go fuck ten girls. Yeah, because you're the straightest man alive, Chris. Yeah, which is absolutely true. 
that sounds like the greatest fucking movie of all time. Like, fuck Spider-Man, fuck the Avengers, fuck every movie people are seeing. That sounds like it would... It would be... I would like it better than fucking Shawshank. It would be my new Shawshank. It would give me hope. Chris Gaines gives me hope, dude. Chris Gaines gives the world hope. Well, it's fascinating, man. I mean, this this is... Uh, the Chris Gaines thing, it stands completely on its own. There's nothing else like it. Like... You could you could say I'm still here is maybe similar to it, uh, yeah, God. or even like but Andy also, Kaufman. But I'm still here. They didn't actually release the music. No, that was part of the joke. Like the music wasn't real. Chris Gaines's music is very real and very successful. Two million copies. Bud. And and what do you think about the other song? By the way, the right now song. I mean, it was okay. Um, it did sort of like he was experimenting with. Uh, he was doing like almost talk poetry and it was coming through like a radio, which I, I think was big at that time. Cause I can think of a couple other songs. that. Did yes. That. So Garth has been always pretty strong about staying non-political in his music. And I think Chris finally, he had the platform well, to be able to do it. And Chris says about that album, he goes, you know, I was just watching the news one night and I just got sick of it. I got tired of it. And then he wrote right now. Album. And an album that healed the entire world, that united the fucking world. Yes. Again, man, we need Chris Gaines. We need Chris Gaines. I mean, do you think, okay, so we should fucking wrap up with actually. So we do know that there is new Chris Gaines music coming because he said. Unreleased music. There's a lot of unreleased Chris Gaines stuff, which we heard a lot of stuff in the documentary. Which is a lot of like. Live shows. Rock, rock music. Yeah. It's rock music, like electric guitars, all that shit. Yeah, not, there are a couple songs that you could hear a little bit of twang. Well, I thought it was interesting. The one album that they said didn't sell as well as the other albums, but was still a huge success because that's failure in Chris Gaines' book. You know what I mean? It, like, failure in his book is going home with a nine. It was the one that sounded most like Garth. Yes. So it's interesting that that happened. Uh, but what does that say about the way Garth views himself? I think he had, again, I think he stares in the mirror and he doesn't know who he is. Is he Chris Gaines or is he Garth Brooks? And I think as much as, I think his temptation to be Garth Brooks is uh, unfortunately hurting him and hurting the world, bro. We need Chris Gaines. This is like, Chris Gaines, you know what, bro? Garth Brooks is Bruce Wayne, and Chris Gaines is Batman, and this is the Dark Knight uh, Rises when Batman has been uh, dis- he's disappeared for eight years, and now he's just back to being Bruce Wayne, and Gotham has to go. No, we need Batman back. So that's what the world should do. We should put up our fucking Chris Gaines fucking light in the sky and get Garth Brooks to bring back Chris Gaines. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, uh, but yeah, do you think uh, we have the unreleased music coming? Do you think he'll do Chris Gaines again? Do like fresh material? Because I've heard him say he doesn't, he looks so different. I, he doesn't want to lose the weight again. No, I he think he did lose a lot of weight. Chris Gaines is really, the fact that he's re-releasing it too, I on, think he has a lot of- You can get it on of, vinyl too. Yep, Rom- yeah. romanticism for this project, just because artistically I think this is- the probably the most satisfying thing he was ever able to do. Listen, to this day, John Travolta swears Battlefield Earth is a good movie. And that was made when he was at the height of his fucking popularity. And it's something that could never, 
ever exist unless someone like him pushed it over the edge. And that's what Garth Brooks did with this. And I guess that's what's appealing about it is this is the purest form of someone's voice. He's not editing out bad or good. He is laying his dick on the motherfucking table, which you're only Sing capable of. Singing from the soul, too. You can hear it in his voice. He's singing different. And you're only capable of doing it at this level if you reach this point where you have that sort of control and that fucking money to just go, fuck you. This is what the fuck I'm doing. I'm Chris Gaines. I'm Chris Gaines. <laughs> <laughs>